Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, thanks for joining me today on Hope for Today. I'm believing that this is an incredible day for you, for me, uh, for the world. God has good things planned for us. He's for us, never against us. So don't think God's ever against you. You know, I, I grew up in church, but I lived a lot of my life under condemnation and shame, thinking that God was a judge with a gavel and he was against me. And that is so far from the truth. He was always fighting for me. He was always believing in me. In fact, my mentor, Marilyn Hickey, says, Jesus believes you can do anything. And when I heard her say that the first time, I thought, how true is that? He's He cheers for us. Jesus believes you can do anything. What if you united with Jesus with your belief system and said, I can do anything that God calls me to do? And that's what we're going to talk about today, hope in calling. Because each one of you, according to Jeremiah 29, 11, has a hope and a future. Even in this pandemic, as we come out of it, God has a future for you. He has a plan for you. And I have a guest today from Basking Ridge, New Jersey, um, at King of Kings Church, David Torres, who is going to share with us about how to know the hope for your future. So welcome, David. Glad to have you today on Hope for Today. Thank you, John. I really appreciate you having me on your show. Well, we're glad to have you. Just sharing my story. Yeah. So I want you to share, uh, how long have you been in Basking Ridge? Just a wonderful church with uh, Peter and Trish Roselli, the lead pastors there. How long have you been in Basking Ridge? Yeah, I've been here King of Kings for 10 years now. Okay. I actually had my my come to Jesus moment here at at, uh, King of Kings. Tell us about that. What was that like? I dedicated my life to the Lord. What was your come to Jesus moment like? Well, it, it was uh, just an amazing experience. Uh, just, uh, I guess, going back a little bit, I guess I was raised in the church as well, you know, but I think once I once I turned 16 years old, I just kind of wanted to do my own thing, right? right? And so all throughout my 20s and up until I was about 30, um, it, I was just in the world. You name it, I did it, right? And then, uh, you know, uh, my wife had invited me to King of Kings, because she was part of the original youth group here at the church. And um, you know, I was just drawn to the Holy Spirit, to the presence of God and the power of, of, of the worship here. And um, so one day, you know, I, it was probably the third or fourth week coming to church. And I, I worked up the courage. And I always say this. I actually I had to work up the courage to lift my hands up and say, Lord, if you're real, show me. And uh, it was just this overwhelming love and peace that came over me. And the next thing I knew, my wife is looking over me. I'm on the floor, just uh, on my knees, just sobbing, you wow. know. Um, How old were you, David? And I was never the same. How old were you then? I was, uh, actually, I was 29, 30 years old, because I'm 40 now. Okay. I've been serving the Lord 10 years now, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Tell us a little bit about your past. Who were you? <laughs> my past. So I, I was a... Uh, just, just a man who was pretty, pretty selfish in his ways, mm-hmm. you know, um, into the world and just wanted to do my own thing. You know, I always had this, this belief system that, that God was real and that, uh, Jesus, Jesus was always there, but, uh, just, he wasn't for me. You know, I was just too engulfed in my sin right. and too engulfed in my, uh, my selfishness. So 
Uh, never really thought about it, but he was he called he called my name. You know, he had a, a, a hope and a and a future for me. Yes, you know. That's so. The family you come from was your family in church. Were they believers in Christ? Yeah, my 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 parents were were faithful believers. I actually watched my my father uh, come to know the Lord when I was about ten or eleven. Okay, and I saw change in him. I saw his life completely transformed. So I knew what what Jesus could do for you. Right. You know, I knew that transformation could come. Uh, but I guess it. I, I had to experience it for myself. Right. You know, I never really had that moment, that encounter right. with God. And, you know, I like to, I like to teach my, my youth, my youth that as well in the church, you know, cause they're being raised up in the church and right. um, they have to have their own come to Jesus moment, right. you know? Well, you know, I've been doing this uh, hope for today for about a year and a half and I've never tackled this subject um, because people are all over the place, you know, in, in life. And I like to talk about all kinds of careers, but today I really wanted to talk about hope for the future. And as, uh, I speak to the nations and on, on charisma podcast, a lot of times there are people, I know they're called of God to do specific things for him. And so today we want to talk about those people who maybe were far from God or didn't have a family that pushed them towards God or something happened, maybe they're in rebellion or whatever, just not interested. And a call of God was on their life to really be involved in ministry like you. So how did you come from that place where you were at King of Kings Church uh, on your knees crying for the first time at 29 years old into knowing that now you were going to do ministry? How, how did that happen for you? Yeah, it was, it was a process and the Lord, the Lord uh, transformed my life, you know, pretty much instantly. And, um, I'd say about six months in to me having that moment, I found myself, I found myself in, in the, in the jungles of South America okay. in Suriname ministering with a four man team wow. to tribal people, indigenous people. Um, and so I guess what I'm saying is that doors began to open up. Right. You know, to, to, to minister for me to minister and encounter uh, his presence. But so four years ago, just fast forwarding four years ago, um, I, I began to receive prophetic words. And I guess within a year's time, I received maybe six prophetic words about transition and uh you know, I, I've taken a, I'm, I'm the back seat of ministry, but it's time to sit in the front seat and career changes. And so I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my spirit that that something that the Lord was calling me to do something. I, but I didn't know what it was. And uh, Pastor Trisha of King of Kings Worship Center, she approached me one day and she said, I, I want to talk to you. And, and from that, from the second she said that, I knew what she was going to ask me. Okay. She was going to ask me because it just in my spirit, I knew she wanted to ask me to come on board on staff as, as a, as a pastor with King of Kings. So the, the prophetic really, really helped propel me into where I'm at now. So, so let's and, let's and, uh, down. You say the prophetic for people who don't know what that means. What is that? What is the prophetic? Yeah. It's, it's God speaking through other people. Okay. Right. It's, it's, it's God using people to communicate to us. Okay. You know, um, so the voice of the Lord is, is, is he's, he's actively speaking. He's always speaking. 
And you have and he you have a prophetic word. Um, and we'll get back to your story, but I think this would be a great time. It's it's people prophesying into a situation. You said you have a prophetic word for some healing for people watching today or listening today. Would you like to share that now? Yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, the Lord, and I know, you just know, John, when you hear the voice of the Lord, yeah. it was in my quiet time. And he said that there's, we're going to see a revolutionary hearing healing movement. And that word revolutionary really stood out. And it means a drastic change, a dramatic change. And I said, well, Lord, what, what, what's going to be so dramatic about this healing movement? And he said, it's, it's, it's the way the world is going, is going to see the church. Ah. The way the world is going to see my church. They're going to see the church operate in miracles, signs, and wonders. And see the church operate with power and healing. And so... We're just really excited. We're really starting to see that happen, you know, through healings. I have several testimonies of healings within this past week where a woman, you know, was really sick with COVID on, on day 10, took a turn for the worse and uh, could barely even speak. And her husband was going to take her to the hospital. And I caught wind of this. So I made a phone call. I called her and I prayed for her, you know, and within hours she was healed. Awesome. It's, it's just an amazing testimony. And uh, the next day she's out and about walking around, talking, doing chores in the house. And she was literally bedridden with COVID. Oh, and the Lord healed her like that. Powerful. It's just powerful. And then this Sunday, there's another woman in our church, a lovely woman. But for years now, she's had back issues. And I guess the last couple months, it's just been at its worst where she can't do anything, not even work. And not even come to church, but she, she managed to find the strength to come to church. And, you know, during intercession before service, we're always praying. And I pulled her aside and I began to pray for her. And the power of God just fell with the fire. It was fire. She just, all she could yell was fire, fire, wow. fire. And uh, needless to say, she was jumping around and basically doing somersaults, completely healed. <laughs> and uh, it was just like a full deliverance session. You know, I felt, I felt like the Lord said to go after the demonic as well, uh, because where there's typically infirmity, it's always, not always, but a lot of times it's it's demonic that, right. that uh, needs to be addressed as well. So, Well, David, since uh, you flow in this gift of healing and the Lord's been using you recently, what do you sense for today for people who are watching or listening? What would the Lord like to heal? Yeah, I feel like the Lord is obviously going to, heal joint pain okay I, I just heard that joint pain and um do you want me to pray yeah, I, I feel like there, there could be I somebody have a, i have some joint pain myself right now so yes i do want yeah. to pray well yeah and, and i've actually been feeling that in my knee and in my shoulder uh, um today so um yeah so yeah father i just thank you lord for 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 your promise yes of healing, that healing is the children's bread. And so, Lord, I just I just release to anybody watching, anybody under the sound of my voice right now, I just decree healing over over joints, over rheumatoid arthritis. I bind that, that foul spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name, and I just loose the healing virtue, the healing power of Holy Spirit all over you right now. Just receive healing over your joints right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Mm. So if you have joint pain and David prayed for you, start moving that joint, start, start 
exercising that joint by faith and receive your healing. I love the story in the New Testament when Jesus prayed for the man who had been lame since birth, and he would be carried every day to the temple gates because that's where the beggars would beg for alms, and people going to temple would give. It was part of their good work. They would give uh, money to the cripples. And so Jesus healed this man, and before he could even get up and walk, Jesus said, uh, before he could even test it out, take up your bed and walk. Uh, what? He was still laying there on that bed. Jesus said, pick up your bed and go walking. So start moving your joints by faith, receive your healing. So thank you for that, David. I want to read a scripture and we'll get back to your story. Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And you've been talking about you were transformed by Jesus. You were taken to South America on a missions trip, saw you know, signs and wonders and glory. You were asked by uh, your pastor's wife to join the pastoral staff. Did you have a moment where... God spoke to you and said, you're going to be in ministry or did things just kind of fall in place? Cause I, I know it happens different ways for people. Yeah, no, I guess in that, in that year's time where I was receiving prophetic words, I knew I was going to be in ministry. It's just something that was stirring up in my spirit where I was going to land. I didn't know. Right. But, but again, when, when, when Trisha approached me, that's the moment I knew. Right. You know, and I was just talking to somebody earlier this week about destiny and, and, and their calling and what the Lord is calling them to do. And they, they, they expressed to me that they felt this frustration. You know, I, I've spoken as in being position of a pastor, you speak to you get to speak privilege to speak to a lot of people. Right. And a lot of people say, you know, I, I'm, I'm still trying to press in for my calling, my destiny. What what's next for me? You know, and I understand that. I felt the frustration in that period of time where I knew I was called into it. I didn't know what it looked like and I didn't know where I was going to land, but, right. you know, just, just continue. I want to encourage anybody listening to, to continue to press in. You know, if you feel that stirring in your spirit, the Lord is doing the work and he's going to open a door, Yes. you know, and as, as long as you're pressing in and, and, and actively seeking the Lord, don't fear missing that door being, being shut on you, you know, right. Cause a lot of people say, I don't want to miss my moment. You know, I don't want to miss my day of visitation. You know, you won't press in, seek the Lord and he'll keep the door open. And, and I want to speak to people who are called to ministry, pastors, people are serving on staff at a church. Maybe you're a small group leader in your church or a ministry leader. Uh, so many people in COVID have had their lives disrupted and uh, so many churches have been hit really hard. And I, I'm seeing people walk away from their ministry calling and I want to encourage you, if you're thinking of that, like, well, you know, maybe I'm done. Maybe what God called me to isn't going to work for me anymore. Don't do that. Don't walk away. Press in like David's saying, for those of you who may be new for ministry, but those who may have been in ministry for years and you're weary from the pandemic. Hey, this pandemic is becoming an endemic. We're, we're going to get out of this and we're going to enter into God's new. So don't give up. You're, you're a winner. Jesus believes you can do anything. And so move on. So, David, now you have been involved in full-time ministry for how many years? Four years now. Four years. And what's yeah. it like for you? It's it's amazing. It's nothing what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's just, 
you know, it, it's just a life. It's what I do now. It's, it's no longer because beforehand I, I, I worked a job, right. You know, and, uh, I say at that job, I, I was leading people to the Lord, right. You know, I, I had an opportunity to miss, I was in the marketplace. So, uh, but this is just, now my my family sees it. it's what I do it's right it's not who I am because I'm first and foremost I'm I'm a son right right but uh yeah it's it's just it's not an occupation right well you know you you mentioned something we're talking about our culture United States of America um, ministers there are many who are bivocational. Uh, many who are full-time ministry, uh, but in many of the nations I go to, uh, it's bivocational. So to those people who are, who are involved in ministry and also have a full-time job, I want to thank you for your service to the Lord and for what you do. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor of a small church in East Texas. He also worked at a glass factory, and he also on weekends uh, ran a gumball machine business Uh where he would go all, drive all over East Texas and get the coins out of uh, those gumball machines, work his job, and pastor this small church. And I, I just think people who do all these things, they're God's heroes. So I want to encourage you and not make you feel less than because you're not in full-time ministry. You're just called to ministry, and you're answering. The Apostle Paul was a tent maker. You know, he, he wrote right. about half of the New Testament, but he was also a tent maker. If you're in a place uh, that can afford to pay you full time, great. Praise God for that. If you're not, uh, do what God has called you to do. Continue to serve. And uh, all of us are going to receive a great reward in heaven for serving the Lord. So, David, I want to say thank you for how you serve the Lord and for what you do. What is the the most rewarding part of being involved in ministry to you? Yeah, without a doubt, is to be able to minister personally to people and see see them achieve uh, inner healing. Okay, you know we have we have a pretty big inner healing and deliverance ministry here, and people come re- from the region. Right. To, to, to receive ministry. We have an amazing team. And you have wonderful and, uh, pastors. You know, wonderful pastors. Yeah, we like do. That. We do. Yeah, they, they are amazing. Training. You know, we, we're, we're an equipping center. Yes. You know, and a lot of people come here to get equipped, uh, equipped on how to on how to minister deliverance themselves. Right now we're doing our midweek services is uh, is deliverance training, you know. And so we, we have a deliverance ministry. But to see people's lives transformed there's nothing better in the world because they're they're able to get equipped after they receive that healing right you know and um just teaching about forgiveness like forgiveness is is such a key in in receiving healing and then walking people through forgiveness and then um it's just amazing to see tr- the transformation that comes. And, right. Well, well let's, you know, let's talk about deliverance a little bit. I know your church moves strongly in that. Uh, your pastor's wife, Trish Roselli, powerful yeah. um, intercessor and, and moves in deliverance. You mentioned forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is big. What I've learned about forgiveness, forgiveness, when I forgive someone who's hurt me, yes, I do forgive, but it's, it's mainly to set me free. That's what I found about forgiveness. It sets me free from the pain or the hatred or the trauma bond I may have with someone. And if I don't forgive, God says he finds it difficult to forgive me. (laughs) I I need the forgiveness of God. So 
if you're holding a grudge against someone and maybe they really hurt you, you know, they, they really abused you in some way or you're a product of a divorce or whatever, troubled parenting or someone with mental illness close to you really did a number on you and you say, I'm not going to forgive them. Well, you're withholding the blessings of God from your life. And so I'm glad That's right. you mentioned this. So, so today, anybody watching, listening who has not forgiven someone from your past as far back as 40 years or yesterday, I would encourage you to enter into forgiveness and just say, Father, I forgive them. Jesus was on the cross, Son of God. Here he is on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth. And there are two thieves, one on each side of him. And, uh, you know, Jesus is uh, really portrayed as a horrible person here on the cross. And he's the Son of God who only meant to do well in the world and, and bring joy in life. And here are the Roman soldiers persecuting him and harassing him. And he said, while they're persecuting him, while they're making fun of them, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. And I want to say yeah. this to you. Some of you who have experienced abuse, who've experienced uh, unnecessary trauma at the hands of other people, or you've been bullied, many people are wounded and hurt people hurt other people. And I just want to say, be like Jesus, say, Father, forgive them. They may not even know what they're doing to me right now. They may not know the depth of hurt that I feel, but I release them and I forgive them in the name of Jesus. You will be amazed at the lightness you will feel and the relationship with Father that will grow within you because now you have a clear path for God to work in your life. So, David, thank you for bringing up that, that parcel of forgiveness. What do you do? What is what is what does your ministry, your church do for people who just say, "I just can't forgive. It's too much. I can't forgive." What do you tell them? Have you run into anybody like that? It, that's that's a tough one. We 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 have an extensive teaching on forgiveness, and we use examples, and we also give a lot of uh, testimonies on, right. on what the power of forgiveness brings. You know, and then we show them that where where there's typically unforgiveness, there's always a judgment. Yes, you know. Um, so because you, because somebody did something to offend you or harm you, right. you know, you hold a judgment on that person and then the power of the judgments, like we need to repent for yeah. our judgments and, you know, in the matter that you judge, so you will be judged. So I, I like to use the, the saying, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, right? So right. If, if your dad did something to, to offend you or really hurt you as a child and there's unforgiveness there, typically there's a judgment. My dad was a bad man. Right. And then, they, you know, that person ends up kind of living out the same thing or the same pattern. Right. And so we show them the patterns. We give them the testimonies and uh, they, everybody wants to be healed. Yes. You know, and it, whether you're hurting or, you know, you want to get healed. So once we once we show them this teaching and the importance of, of forgiveness and the judgments and then where there's judgment, there's typically an inner vow. You know, I'll never do that or I'll always do that. Right. right? I'll never be like that person. And there's power in that. Um, so we pray through that. And that's that's the step one of inner healing. Right. Really, forgiveness. Well, I didn't know we were getting on this subject, but I think it's powerful. <laughs> and I thank you for sharing it because it's. I believe it's even setting some people free today. In fact, I want us to, to say a prayer. And if, if you are having trouble forgiving someone, I want you to put, place your hand on your heart. 
and repeat after me today because I want to walk you through something very simply. So repeat after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm having trouble forgiving. And you insert the name. If it's your mom, your dad, if it's whatever the name. I'm having trouble forgiving blank this person. Help me to be like you, Jesus. I release them and I forgive them. I want to operate in love. Doesn't mean I'll forget what they did, but I will no longer hold it against them. I release them in the name of Jesus. Father God, thank you for not holding my sins against me. Thank you that you forgive me. I want to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you repeated that simple prayer, you are on the path to recovery right there. That's, that's a big step. And so let me know about it. Let me know what you did. Let me know what God's doing in your life. Well, David, during this uh, pandemic, uh, I want to end with this. What has the Lord taught you the most this, this last two years? What, what could you say is your takeaway from uh, COVID-19 pandemic? <laughs> oh, I, I have four kids. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not. And uh, yeah, so so personally, it's helped me really grow to be a, a, a loving father. Great. You know, um, it was already there, but, you know, my kids were home for a long time. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it helped me grow closer to my wife, you know, right. Um, and just patience. The Lord has showed me so much patience. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that the COVID-19, it, it was a, it was a big curveball thrown at all of us. Oh, you know? Definitely. definitely. <laughs> but, you um, know, I think we're going to be, it definitely, yeah, absolutely. But it definitely helped grow my faith. Right. You know, um, but but ultimately, it, I guess my biggest takeaway with this thing is is to love my kids unconditionally. Yeah, you know, because it hasn't been easy. Right. You know, my 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 children, um, they do better at school. They do better socially. Sure. You know, and so it was a rough go at home with the four kids. Well, you, you guys were uh, but God, teachers, you know, were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a lot of time I, I had to come home and and do a lot of tutoring, and I'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm not the best one-on-one -on -one teacher, right. you know? <laughs> but I, I, I learned and I grew from it, you know, and I didn't even know I was there. And, and right. I don't know this, this, I got a little personal, but it's, uh, I guess it's ministry too, right? Cause our family is our first ministry. Well, you know, we, we grow the most in difficult times. So we've all had an opportunity yeah. to grow and hopefully not become embittered and be better people. And I'm excited for Absolutely. the new that we're stepping into. Well, David, thank you yeah. for sharing today your story, your call to ministry. And those of you who are thinking, maybe that's something I need to do. If you're thinking it, I would say yes. Talk to God, yeah. talk to a mentor, talk to a pastor, be involved in a local church, be involved in a, a group ministry, get involved in the, the church and, and see where it takes you. Ask the Lord to use you. It could be part-time, it could be bivocational, it could be full-time. Wherever the Lord wants to take you, I believe 
you're going to have a wonderful time with God. So again, David, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you, John. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Well, and the, the wonderful King of Kings Church. I'm so glad you're a part of that church and that fellowship. And uh, thank you for joining me today and David and being part of Hope for Today. I'm believing you're going to have your best week ever. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.